welcome to another edition of the Wolfpackers show. Been a little bit. Um, haven't been a whole lot going on other than silly season and basketball and, uh, and football recruiting, but we tend to reserve that for the uh, premium side of things. Um, but the spring football game is Saturday. That's a good opportunity to talk some Wolfpack football. I'm Matt Carter, and I'll be joined today by Ethan McDowell. Um, before we get to that, I've already kind of done a, a, a plug for the premium side. So uh, real quick, few housekeeping items here. I'll try to get it in under two minutes. Let's see if I can do it first. Subscribe to our website, please. Uh, a lot of people have been doing that, taking advantage of their specials. Um, the, the one out right now, $29.99. That'll get you through August, about half price. Um, the longer you wait on that deal, the less value it has. And to be honest with you, each subsequent deal that, that on three has rolled out hasn't quite been as good as the first one. So um, it, you, you kind of have to jump on now if you want to catch the good deal. Um, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Help us out. We've been trying to get to 2,000. I haven't checked lately. We may be at 2,000, but... Uh, We're so close. Okay. We just need a few more. If you're one of those few people out there holding out, do us a favor. Uh, follow us on YouTube at The Wolf Packer. Follow us on Facebook at The Wolf Packer. Follow us on Twitter at The Wolf Packer. Um, Ethan, what's your Twitter handle real quick for people to... At Ethan M. McDowell. There we go. Uh, please rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to them. You can get them wherever you subscribe to your podcast. Um, they, they help us out as well. Leave some comments. You know, if you have a comment on, on, on Ethan's haircut or anything like that, just, just drop a note. Last but not least, please check out our sponsors, RogueShop.com. That's R-O-G as in girl, U-E-S-H-O-P. Com. They have all your natural cannabis needs, all legal products, all safe products uh, that can help you if you're suffering from some uh, chronic in, uh, anxiety or uh, chronic pain, excuse me, or sleep deprivation, or maybe you're suffering from anxiety, typically normal human life issues, um, and, and you've tried some other stuff that maybe didn't work well. Yeah, give this a try. It's a small business. It's a husband and wife outfit. Husband's a disabled veteran who used uh, these products himself to help deal with some of the issues he dealt with. He's a strong believer in it. They're on the message board if you have any questions. They also have a chat with a live, actual human being, not AI. There's an actual live hu human being on the other end if you go to their website to check them out. So, got that all in. Let's talk some Wolfpack football. Spring game Saturday, weather permitting. We'll see how much we can actually learn. It, it's, not, it's not been uh, a friendly forecast for this weekend for a while. Um, but the spring game's always entertaining. I, I'll give my opinion in a second. But, Ethan, uh, what do you typically take away from uh, from a spring spring game, I've been to showcasing my age a little bit. I've been to a lot more than probably Ethan has. So, uh, <clears throat> what do you take away from a spring game? Before we get into NC State and kind of dive into positions here, what do you what do you take away from a spring well, game? This is my first spring game as a member of the media, so I'm looking <laughs> forward to it. But um, 
I think for me, especially since I'm involved pretty heavily on the recruiting side of thing, things, I'm looking forward to just seeing the freshmen, the early enrollees get some game reps in. I want to see kind of how they're adjusting to the speed of things. Um, are they working with the ones and twos a little bit? Maybe you can start to identify a couple guys like, oh, maybe he's someone who's not going to redshirt. Maybe he can factor in in some way. If you see someone, even on special teams, you see a freshman returning punts a lot, then maybe, okay, this guy could be a factor in special teams. And, um, you know, you don't want to, like, look at MJ Morris's completions percentage in the spring game and be like, oh, no. Right. Or um, if he throws four touchdowns and a half, you can't be like, oh, man, he's going to win the Heisman. You got to keep the takes pretty composed and um, keep in mind that there is a long way to go until they kick off the season against Connecticut. But, um, you know, especially this season when there's coaching changes, it's fun to see um, what the new plays are going to look like, how the offense is embracing those plays, which we've only heard positive things about that from the guys we've talked to and so that'll be fun to see. And um, yeah, and then the defense will probably just continue to be the normal dominant defense. Yeah, I think you kind of hit what I was going to say. It, you know, don't when you were talking about MJ Moore specifically about, you know, not him specifically, but just the numbers, hypothetical uh, statistics out there. It always seems to, it took me a long time to really get to the point where you realize don't get overexcited about a spring game and don't, you know, but it's hard because that's the fun aspect of it, right? You, 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 that's the enjoyment of it. It's, it's the hope of it. It's the, oh my God, this kid is, you know, Anthony Smith could catch two 80-yard touchdowns and you're thinking, oh, the, the light has flipped on. It, 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 it's, it's happened and, and he's going to be the go-to receiver. It's really, it is a practice. It's just a scrimmage of a practice, you know, a specific type of practice. It's a scrimmage. Sometimes kids have good days on a scrimmage. Sometimes they have a bad day in a scrimmage, it, but it's not necessarily reflective of maybe where they are on the depth chart or or what they have done for 14 other spring practices. I remember a while ago, I won't mention the young man's name, had an unbelievable spring practice. And afterwards, I was told, yeah, well, if he had only done that for the 14 practices before that, then he might have had himself a good spring. So you, you always have to have some contact that we're not privileged to because uh, we're not there. And, you know, that's where the coaches have that information. But I'm with you. I always love seeing the newcomers, even if it's most likely going to be in kind of um, limited action, limited reps. You, you and I were joking, you know, some of those freshmen on the offense probably only know about four or five plays at this point in the playbook. So um, it's, it's limited what they can do. But uh, there's not a – well, there is a freshman at quarterback, Lex Thomas, but he's not factoring into the starting quarterback competition. I don't even know if he's going to participate because he had this shoulder surgery mm -hmm. in the fall. Um, but let's start with the quarterbacks. I'll just throw it open-ended to you. Um, what do you expect him? What do you want to see? What do you expect to see? And kind of going into the spring game, what are, what are you thinking of how you would anticipate it shaping up? I want to preface this by saying I think this quarterback's competition is going to be a lot closer than people think. I think MJ Morris could really push Brennan Armstrong for that starting spot if – um 
once he gets the offense down and he kind of establishes that rhythm and learns the playbook over the summer and stuff like that. But what I'm expecting to see this Saturday is I expect Brennan Armstrong to be way ahead because he's played in the system before. It makes the complete sense. In fact, if he's not way ahead of all the other quarterbacks, it, I will be shocked yeah. just because he has that repertoire with um, <clears throat> Coach and I. And he's, um, you know, he was an all ACC quarterback at UVA under and I under that offense. And we talked to him today, actually, and we've talked to him a couple of times since he arrived in Raleigh. And um, you could tell he's pretty excited to be back in this offense. And reuniting with Coach and I was a primary reason for why he chose NC State in the end. So I, I expect him to be a little bit ahead. It would be nice if we could just see him hit a few guys in stride, maybe just um, show that he's built a, some good chemistry with a guy like Keon Lassane or maybe DJ Collins, one of the new guys, just something to kind of show that the receivers and him are getting on the same page. Um, and from Morris, um, one thing like I noticed, I don't know if you noticed this at the one spring practice that we went to, he looked like from the last time we saw him, he put on some weight, like some mm -hmm. good weight. He looks yeah. big. And I, I, I know there's not going to be a ton of contact with the quarterbacks, right? NC State does, I'm guessing, no contact with the quarterbacks. It'll really skew your stack numbers at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Two-hand tag or something like that. But it'll just be interesting to see kind of how he's how he's moving around on the field. Um, I'm sure that frame will help with um, an actual game time with helping with injuries and stuff like that. And it'll be exciting to see how that translates to the field. Um and Ben Finley, I mean, if we've learned anything, you need to have at least three quarterbacks ready to go. So, um, you know, maybe another step forward from him because he showed flashes. He showed the ability to hit more throws, um, some big ones, and hopefully maybe we see a little bit of consistency from him in the reps that he got as well. I um, I don't have a whole lot to add, folks. I think he can really hit a lot of, you know, I would anticipate – I'm curious who's going to be the first quarterback out on the field. You don't think and it's going to be Brennan? I wonder I if they might just want to throw a surprise out there and and maybe send a message. Don't assume, right? Mm. Don't assume that this is just Brennan Armstrong's job. That that MJ Morris has been here longer. He's got a better rapport with the receivers. Same thing with uh, uh, Ben Finley. That don't assume just because Brennan Armstrong. Yeah, yeah, did what he did at his previous stop. That he's going to be be the automatic guy. Yeah. Um, but I, I do agree with you. You know, we've talked about this. We talked about it when we had Eric McLean on the, on on the podcast in December or January, I should say. Um, the terminology alone gives Brennan Armstrong. Yeah, yeah absolutely. When Robert and I, who a unique personality, I think we've already gotten gotten that kind of vibe from him. Um, I have a quick um, story tangent on that from just today's <laughs> press conference, if we can. Go for it. Um, someone I forget who, sorry, at this um, press conference asked um, Brennan about his relationship with Coach and I, and um, Brennan said his freshman and sophomore years he didn't like him because he was always <laughs> on him just like writing him constantly about, you know, because um, Coach and I, from everything we heard, is a perfectionist, and he wants his offense to be going. But, of course, now they, they're extremely close. Um, it sounds like now Armstrong's a guy he can and I can kind of just bounce ideas off of, and 
you know, that relationship um, should naturally lead to some success on the field. But I just thought it was funny. Um, Brennan talking about how the relationship has grown over the years. Yeah. And Brennan probably gotten to the point that he can finish some of, you know, that was one of Dave Dorn's favorite questions about Devin Leary was he could finish Tim Beck's sentences. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I wondered if, if, if Brennan is at that point himself, which is a big advantage. So, I think my anticipation is you're going to see a more comfortable Brennan Armstrong out there running the offense. You may see a little bit more comfort from MJ Morris and Ben Finley from a timing standpoint with some of the receivers. But even then, you know, some of these guys are new, as you talked about. We, uh, we'll get to the receivers here shortly, but um, you know, DJ Collins is a new guy. Some of these freshmen, Kevin Concepcion and Javante Vereen are, are new guys. Um, it's not like Trent Penix and MJ Morris and Ben Finley overlapped a lot last year. And I, I'm sure that they have high expectations for Trent Penix in the offense if he's healthy. So um, I, I, I think you'll see the comfort be advantage Armstrong. I, I also agree with you. I, I don't think they're going to hand anything out, by the way. Absolutely. That's the other spring gift. Uh, one, there's no need to. Too tactically speaking, you, the longer the competition goes on, it's not a, a necessarily a bad thing. There are advantages and disadvantages to it. But one of the advantages is it keeps players engaged. It keeps your room engaged. And it also, by the way, there's no need, need for Connecticut to make assumptions on who's the starting quarterback. You know, mm-hmm. Preparing for left-handed Brennan Armstrong and right-handed MJ Morris and more traditional pocket pass of Ben Finley is a vast different thing you have to prepare for, even if you're only spending just a couple minutes on it. Yep. You know, if, you're, if you're spending 95% on Armstrong, that's still 5% you've left uh, with, with Morris. So let's talk about the skill position. You know, full disclosure, we don't know who's playing, who's not. That has not been released yet. So there may be names that we talk about that aren't playing on Saturday. But, um, what do you want to see? I mean, obviously, I, to me, the new guys kind of stand out. There are a lot of new faces, especially at receiver. Um, what are you hoping to see from the kind of the skill guys around around the quarterback position? I'm hoping to see someone in the receiver core that could emerge as a number one guy, because right now, from the guys coming back, we don't really they don't really have a number clear number one guy like you had. Thayer Thomas, who at one point was getting like 15 targets a game in a couple, <laughs> a couple games. Um, so we need someone to emerge in that role, whether it's on the slot or the outside. And can that be a guy like Dakari Collins, who um, has, seems like he has all the talent in the world. He's a really big receiver, someone the type of receiver that has really thrived in Coach and I's system. But um, the production wasn't necessarily there at Clemson. So um, it would be really cool if we could see him make a couple big plays, maybe if he's getting reps with the ones on the outside, because he could be a perfect guy to be that jump ball guy in the red zone. Um, I'm also just curious to see what kind of jump um, Terrell Timmons is going to make. I think he's a really, really talented receiver who showed um, a similar type of that jump ball ability, but he can also, he can run. He's a fast guy. And um, I think, in my opinion, he might have the biggest like go-to guy potential of anyone in that receiver's room. And I guess second with the tight ends, I mean, 
like you kind of talked about, um, Trent Penix and MJ Morris didn't overlap a ton in just terms of when they were both healthy last year. But when they did, they had a connection. I, I, I can't remember if it was one or two touchdowns um, from Morris, but um, it, he was a great weapon for um, Morris in a couple of the games that he started. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see how Coach and I uses him. Um, of course, Coach and I has coached back-to-back all ACC first-team tight ends. So maybe um, Penix is probably going to be the starter there and could have um, a similar year. That'd be awesome. He has that versatile background. He's played running back. He's been a tight end. He's done a little bit of everything. And I'm excited to see how many different ways he can be used in the spring game. I'm curious about the running backs too, right? We, you know, and I, if, who's going to play at running back, right? Are they going to mm-hmm. put out a, a, a Demi Sumo Kambaye I hope I got that right. It's been a while since I've had to pronounce his name. But I, I don't think people remember just how big of a loss he was. Mm-hmm. He was not healthy. Um, you know, we broke it down on, on premium story of Pro Football Focus of, you know, what NC State did not get a lot of from the running back. Even when Michael Allen stepped up at the end of the year, it was with the combination of breakaways and um, – Yards after contact that Demi Sumo was giving them. Yeah. And what Jordan Houston and Michael Allen did a nice job of, and from the numbers from Pro Football Focus, Michael Allen did a, a particularly nice job of taking what was there from the defense. Um, but Demi Sumo was taking what was there and then adding plays on top of it. I'm curious to see, you know, how healthy is he? What do we see from Kendrick Raphael? Uh, the early yeah. enrollee from Naples, Florida. Um, and then how are they used? I mean, it's just, you know, what is Robert and I going to do with the running backs? Because he didn't use it a lot his last year at Virginia. He didn't start out using it a whole lot at Syracuse until people were like, you know, you do have a, one of the best running backs in the country in Sean Tucker. And then by the end of the year, Tucker had run for over 1,000 yards. Um, and it kind of goes to the how much are we going to see the offense in general? But are the quarterbacks going to be running a lot? I wouldn't mm-hmm. think so in a spring game, but that, that'll be another dy- dynamic. So what about the offensive line? Let's put a bold prediction. Let's say everybody's healthy. Okay, everybody's healthy. What's Ethan's bold prediction of what the offensive line first five guys will be? Okay, so – Belton at left tackle. Anthony Belton, yep. Left guard. What do we think? McMahon's probably playing center, right? That'd be my guess. Dylan McMahon at center. So I'm going to say, I'm going to put in, um, unless I'm forgetting a name here, I'm going to put in the Oregon transfer, um, Dawson. Jaramillo. Jaramillo, yeah. I I, th- I think I'll put him in at left guard. He's a guy that can do pretty much anything. He's a guy I'm pretty interested to see how he is used in the spring game just in terms of positions, whether he's running with the ones or the twos, stuff like that. Right guard? Now, I've told yeah. that Derek Eason was in a boot on the first day of practice. So, But I did say fully healthy. So let's assume Derek Eason. Okay. So we'll put Eason in there, and then um, McKay at right tackle. I think that would probably be the um, 
the lineup right there. You kind of hear how I saw it. It was interesting the first spring pass if Patrick Matan was starting a guard, mm-hmm. lining up a guard. So I'm curious to see if that has changed. And I, that's my number one curiosity about the offensive line. Um, a, maybe Lyndon Cooper is another curiosity. Is he going to be in the mix at guard? Um, but where Dawson Jaramillo right now, both in pecking order and position? That to me kind of wanted it because he can play any position on the offensive line. Uh, and I think that's a big curiosity going into the game. It's a bit of a luxury, right? Because you have um, two tackles who both showed promise last year, um, especially McKay. I think he ended up getting all ACC honorable mention last year, or right. at least got some votes for it. Yeah, but yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Belton's a guy that this offseason is getting a lot of love as someone who just has like sky high potential just around like even like draft media, which I thought was exciting to see. It's really, it's like the interior of this offensive line is filled with some questions. Cause you have McMahon who um, again, another guy who has a ton of potential um, who he, we were, we talked to him early in the spring. He finally has a full year to just kind of focus on center, just really hone in on that position. So we'll see what kind of um, that looks like for him. And then, you have the two guard spots where you, it's a legit position battle, and it's going to be really exciting to see that um, fill out. And that's definitely one of those positions that um, don't read too much into it in the spring game because a ton could change between now and the, even the start of fall camp. Let's switch it over to the uh, defensive side of the ball, uh, defensive line. I, that's a position I'm looking forward to seeing, to be honest. Same. There are a lot of um, – there were some older newcomers were added. To the mix, I, I'd be surprised if Savion Jackson participating in the spring game after his yeah. knee injury in the fall. Um, and so that opens up some possibilities of, of who might play. And, and nose tackle the big question mark with depth. You know, who's going to be filling out the depth at nose tackle? So again, open ended, they're all open ended. But what are you looking uh, to see from the defensive line uh, in the spring game? I'm just so curious to see what the rotation looks like. Cause you're right. There's so many guys with so many different skill sets. Like you have um, a guy like red Hibbler who's coming in from Juco. Who's like a pass rushing specialist. And if you haven't looked at his Juco highlights yet for all, all you listening, please go look them up on <laughs> huddle. Cause he, he takes off, off the line and he just blows through offensive linemen. I think he's going to be, I don't think he's going to start. But I think he could have a really, really exciting presence on third downs this season. Um, a guy like Noah Potter, who um comes in, had a productive season last year at Cincinnati, is a big dude. Um, let's see how he kind of fills in as an end. And then um at nose tackle, shoot, like CJ Clark, again, he's shown he can contribute from just about anywhere on the line. And the question is, who's backing him up, right? Do we see Nick Campbell get there? Do we see one of the guys who was playing in the last year slide inside? I know Davin Van previously bulked up to, with um, the intention of probably playing a little bit of nose tackle, but he has since kind of cut that weight. So is he still switching switch positions? That'll be interesting to see. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's a solid six or seven linemen that I'm interested to see, and um, – I haven't even mentioned Brandon Cleveland and Trevally Price, who both <laughs> were legitimate flashes and I think could be really, really good players. Yeah. So, in my opinion, that is the most exciting position group going into next year, bar none. 
And it, 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 it's a curious, it's a couple, it's, it's potential too, like there's excitement based on the potential of a, a potentially depth, particularly if a, a Nick Campbell steps up and can be a really yeah. solid backup nose tackle. But when you added two older options and uh, Red Hibbler and, and Noah Potter, and Noah Potter is an interesting story. The young man who was uh, considered a can't-miss recruit then had some weird, fluky injuries at Ohio State. One of them was a, a, like an eye injury that was almost an emergency. Um, and just couldn't get on the field because of the injuries. And they start, you know, at Ohio State, what you do? You, you get hurt, you're going to fall behind. Because uh, they're recruiting over you every year, no matter who you are. And... Then he went to Cincinnati, had not played really in two or three years and had a very solid season at Cincinnati last mm-hmm. year. So he wondered if he can take a leap up now that he got a year under his belt. Now he's also moving up in competition, but he also practiced at Ohio State when he was healthy. Um, so I, that's a position I'm very curious about. Davin Van, we know what we can expect. I have high expectations for Davin. Excuse me, for Davin Van. I think to me, the big question is, you know, how did the rest of that rotation fill out? Because there's just a myriad of ways that you could see it playing out. And I, I think Charlie Wilds is in a good spot going into the fall. Now, I say that they'll probably lose about four guys in training camp. And, oh, gosh, don't even say it. <laughs> and, and, and be, you know, burning a red shirt on Isaiah Shirley right, right away or something like that. But, uh, Who, honestly, just a quick tangent on Isaiah Shirley, I don't think he's going to play much in the fall, most likely, <laughs> just because of the numbers in front of him. But I thought he was probably one of the more college-ready guys, just size-wise, coming out of high school. Yeah. Um, he, so good fit. I mean, I went up to watch him play a game that they run a very similar defense as well. And if you're going to be a defensive lineman in this defense, you need a motor. Mm-hmm. A certain type of body type helps. Um, and you have to be disciplined and and play your role. And Isaiah Shirley seems on the surface to check all three of those boxes. Um, so, yeah, I agree. Another position I'm curious about is linebacker. Just from, again, the depth standpoint. Um, we know Peyton Wilson is back. I'm not sure there's a need for him to be playing in the spring game. We'll see if he does. Um, Got to figure Devon Betty has proven he's ready to start. Yeah. But it's like after that, you got the, the, the reliable, steady Jalen Scott, Scott, excuse me, been here at entry state for 100 years now, but specifically five. Um, and then you got some young guys that, Clearly, a really good athletes like Caden Fordham mm-hmm. and, and Jordan Poole, and um, sure I'm forgetting uh, Dejon Thompson, Torin Wright. But they have very little experience. Jalen Parker, another one, very little experience. So, again, and it's kind of it's hard to tell in the spring game. I remember a couple of years ago, I saw Jordan Poole and Caden Fordham. They may have been the two best players at mid-year enrollees. They may have been two of the best players we saw in that spring game, but they have barely played at NC State. So that's kind of where you have to guard your expectations. But what do you want to see and what are you hoping to see or expecting to see from the linebacker group? There's just so much like 
talent that we know nothing about, right? Right. Yeah. Like there's so many highly rated recruits in there, like a, you know, all of them. Like, and one guy I'm really just interested in is Jordan Poole because he was such a highly touted guy coming out of high school. I'm pretty sure the year he came out, he was one of, if not the top guys in that class for NC State. It, it so it'll be interesting to see if he could take a step up, maybe establish him, himself in the two deep. Um, Caden Fordham is a guy that, um, you know, last year we heard positive things about and be interested to see just if that keeps going, if he can push Scott for his job. Um, we talked to Scott earlier in the spring. Um, he's in a very good shape right now. Just um, <laughs> And you could tell he's confident and he's taken more of like a leadership role in that linebacker room and is excited to step into a big role this year. So you know, if he takes another step forward, continues to play well, um, I would feel good about going into um, the fall if I was Tony Gibson with that three ready to go. I mean, really helps that Peyton came back because you at least have one guy from that all ACC trio from last year. But um, <clears throat> I'm almost more interested to see the backups because we know exactly what we're getting in Wilson and Betty and Scott for the most part. So I'm almost more interested to see a guy like um, Torrin Wright and Daywan Thompson and those guys kind of fly around and make some plays. Uh, by the way, real quick, my bold prediction for breakout guy on defense will be Devon Betty. Mm. Uh, I just think he's he's ready. He was productive when he had to start a little bit, but made mistakes as a freshman um, a couple of years ago when they had everybody falling like flies on defense. Um, last year, they fortunately were able to stay healthy at linebacker, so Betty wasn't needed as much. But you saw, particularly in that game in Chapel Hill late in the season, when Isaiah Moore just wasn't quite 100%. Uh, and Devon Betty came in, and you didn't see a, a big drop-off. Um, yeah. And he's kind of been the old-fashioned groomed for the position, old school, where you Came in, you played a little bit as a freshman, you got the more reps as a sophomore, played a lot of special teams, and then your third third year, it's, it's your turn to be a starter. Uh, like we're going to wrap it up real quick with the defensive backs. Um, yeah, it was a position where, hey, it looks weird with Shaheen Battle with a new number after four years at NC State, but he's still at NC State. He's back at corner. Aiden White is back at corner. Aiden White was not at the first spring practice, so we don't know where he will, mm-hmm. if he'll be available for Saturday. But assuming they're healthy, you got to kind of make bets that that's your one-two combination at corner. I think the question is what that next – who's next on the list? And that's kind of what I'm interested in to see. It's a junior college transfer who really looks the part when you see him in person. Rente Hinton. Yeah. Um, is he going to be a guy to watch? To kind of feel like that rotation. I'm more interested in the nickel and safety. So, where did Devon Boykin shape up? How quickly has Robert Kennedy, who, according to Pro Football Focus, did a really nice job in a, in a nickel type role at Old Dominion, Boston College wanted him. So you know, ACC school thought he was good enough. How quickly has he picked it up? If you're gonna play nickel, or is it gonna be Devon Boykin? Do you play Devon Boykin at safety? You know, Sean Brown, who we talked about before the podcast started. Um, you know, is he ready? Is he like a Devon Betty that kind of waited his turn and now ready to be uh, that next Tanner Engel, that, that 
heat-seeking missile in the defense that's ready to just clobber you when he gets a chance. Uh, or Jaquin Harris, who has a ton of experience yeah. and it's steady, solid safety. Um, where does he fit, fit in? Uh, I, I think the safety and nickels are kind of, and we don't know the health status of these guys, but that's kind of maybe we see a little bit of a pecking order coming out of fall, uh, spring. And I love what Dave Dorn said earlier in spring. Spring practice doesn't set the depth chart for the first game. It sets the depth chart for the first practice of, <laughs> of training camp. So, But I'm curious what that pecking order is going to be at, at safety and nickel. And then maybe to a less extent, the corner position after, you know, white in battle. Yeah, and corner, I'll touch on that real quick, just because pretty frequently last year we saw like th- three corners are going to play. Like yeah. whether it's someone gets the wind knocked out of them, you just long drive, someone gets tired, you're going to need three corners. That's why we saw um, such a heavy rotation last year with Pitts, White, and Battle. So it's who steps up in that third spot. And um, I'm really excited to see Rente Hinton just because I know from what I heard during his recruitment, it's a guy the staff kind of fell in love with and his recruitment moved very fast to get him in the class. And he had other power five interests coming out of Juco. And um, he didn't put up like just wild numbers at Juco, but I think part of that is because probably people weren't really throwing to him. Yeah, exactly. Um, And he has great size, great length. And so he's a really exciting guy that I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, And like you said, in the safety position, nickel, Guys like um, Boykin and Harris can play just about anywhere in that alignment. So it'll be cool to see. And Sean Brown's a guy I talked to today during a press conference. And um, he was. we asked him about um, Tanner and how Tanner's helped prepare him for that moment. And um, he said the number one thing Tanner's helped him play with is um, playing in control when you're flying <laughs> around out there, which um, is something Tanner Angle really mastered and what, which um, yeah. helped him become an all ACC first team safety and a, and a draft prospect. So, you know, if, um, like you said, if Brown can step into that Angle role, that could be pretty exciting. Yeah. Well, they think that there will be more common because, you know, that we, you're not seeing the whole team this spring. You are seeing nope. an abnormally large amount of the team this spring, but there is more coming with Bishop Fitzgerald, an All-American junior college safety. I think on three had rated as the top safety. Or yeah, one of these number one safety. Yeah, number one safety. He joined in the mix uh, over the summer. Um, and of course, the transfer portal. By the way, there is another transfer portal window uh, that will be Ten opening days. up. Yeah. So, it will be opening up and uh, there's already an offer for NC State to uh, or the Division Two, Division Two receiver. Yeah, from, Division Two receiver. Yeah, California University in Pennsylvania, which is a school I never heard of. Okay, uh, I'm sure you're not you're not alone. If you have heard of that university, please drop it in our comment section on our YouTube or podcast channel. Um, so you know, it kind of an, I, I add a little bit of a layer of importance because you do have an X factor. If you're a safety, you need to get your impression in now because you have the X factor of Bishop Fitzgerald, um, who was heavily like Hinton had a lot of power five interest mm-hmm. in him as well, about to join the mix. Um a little sidebar, I'm curious to see how the new kicker looks, Braden Nogson. 
Yeah. Uh, I assume Caden Nooncaster would pick up a D every day punter after he kind of took over for an injured and then I think just outright took over the job from Shane McDonough last year. Uh, but we know who the kickers are, at least. So kind of curiosity of how they look. And then who, who's in line to return punt. They don't do returns traditionally for NC State Spring games. It's more just catching. Um, and then you take over from where you catch on punts. But uh, they've doing been spoiled by Thayer Thomas, who's been one of the most sure-handed punt returners I had ever seen at NC State. So uh, we're going to close it out. Ethan doesn't know this, so he's going to be put on the spot. One prediction for the spring game. Mm, okay. Terrell Timmons catches two touchdowns. Good one. All right. My prediction will be that um, Porter Rooks will lead the team in receiving yards. I like that one, too. All right. So, all right. We'll be at uh, Carter Friendly Stadium Saturday. Uh, we'll be dry in a press box. So, yeah, I'm bragging about it. I'm, I'm, I'm rubbing that in if we're going to make it out there. Forecast does not look good, but the good news is it's three days before the forecast can change. Uh, we're gonna have another podcast. It's a big football recruiting weekend, so be on the lookout Huge. this week. Yeah, for a big football recruiting. Ethan's been dropping a lot of tidbits on the the Wolf Den message board. His own original reporting. Um, so be sure to check that out. Also, the basketball transfer portal is heating up. We have uh, we know one confirmed visitor. Uh, who we've already released, Jaden Epps from Illinois. There's also, as it dropped on the State of Basketball message board last night, another potential visitor from the Big East, a leading scorer on a Big East team. And I think we, we saw in March, the Big East may have been a little bit underrated this year. So, um, But he will also be visiting this week, still trying to confirm some more details on that. So great reason to sign up for the website for $29.99 through the end of August. And a reminder, you can follow us on all their social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram with the Wolfpacker. Follow us on YouTube, get us to 2000. And last but not least, please check out our sponsor, RogueShop.com, for all your natural, safe, legal cannabis needs. Um, they may help you. Give it a try. If you have trouble sleeping, if you're like millions upon millions of Americans that deal with anxiety issues, if you uh, are dealing with chronic pain, an old football wound that just hasn't healed up, you know, maybe you got injured in the spring game of 1997, and here we are with that 26 years later, and it's just not, it's still bugging you. Might try, give it a try, you know, 26 years, might give it a try. Check them out at rogueshop.com. Have a real live human being there to live chat with you to help you kind of guide you through the product that might help you best. Uh, they believe in their own product because they use them. Uh, they have helped them with their needs. Uh, as I said, it's a husband and wife small business outfit. Husband is a former disabled veteran. So, Ethan, a pleasure. We'll do it again later this week. Uh, for Ethan McDowell, I'm Matt Carter, and this has been the Wolfpackers Show.